0: Hi, this is Roy's Rocket Radio episode 172, recorded on Sunday, the 2nd of April 2017, at just past one minute to midnight. Actually, it's one minute and 20 seconds to midnight. So we have managed a Sunday podcast. Yeah! And I hope this isn't too soon, but because there's been a bit of gap in podcasting, I thought I'd do another podcast today, because the last time I released a podcast was yesterday. But I do have a lot to talk about. But first, just a bit of late-breaking news. I retweeted this nice little 8-bit picture of the island from the game Mist and i just checked my twitter account a couple of minutes ago and robin miller himself has liked it and i keep telling people how much i despise social media and here i am name dropping so sorry about that and if you're listening robin miller listen to roy's rocket radio okay with that let's get on with the news there isn't much today But there is one thing that I wanted to mention. I have dropped a few clangers, and for those of you who are listening outside the UK, that means I've made a few mistakes, which isn't surprising given how many podcasts I do and what a wide range of topics I talk about, because there is so much to talk about in the Sphere of Geek. Let's start off with The Clangers. Let's go. First, it is Jolie Richardson, not Virginia Hay, who plays Glinda in Emerald City. But, you know what? They do look kind of similar, so I'm going to forgive myself. What I should have done, of course, is actually go to the IMDB page and look at the cast list. But I was so sure. Okay, next. Benedict Cumberbatch is not in SSGB, obviously now. What happened was, there was a little trailer on BBC, and I think I confused something that he was in with SSGB. I think the two trailers were very near each other. Wow, what a load of excuses. But anyway, sorry about that. I usually try to get things right and no doubt after saying that now i'm going to make about a million mistakes during the course of this podcast okay let's start with some tv and as you know i am watching emerald city and there was one thing that interested me and that's to do with the princess of ev because she wears those amazing masks it occurred to me that she almost had to be chosen, at least in part, for her looks while wearing various masks. So, not only does she have to be good-looking, because everyone in these shows tend to be good-looking, and, of course, she had to act really well, but, yeah, she had to look interesting in those masks. So, I did a quick search online earlier today to see the facial features of the actress because I haven't actually seen what she looks like underneath the mask yet. And the actress is Stephanie Martini. And sure enough, she does have striking eyes in real life and she does have kind of Alicia Silverstone pouty lips as well. By the way, I'm sure this is all old news for my US listeners, but hey, you know what? I live in the UK and the series is still running here on normal free-to-hour TV. And I am watching the legal way, so yeah, I have to wait. But you know, there is so much for me to do at the moment. There is so much on my plate that I'm quite content to watch the series as it happens. Next. Yeah, I noticed in Twitter the other day that someone had posted that Serge Tankian has recently sung The Reigns of Castamere from Game of Thrones. If you don't know, Serge is the singer from System of a Down, brilliant band, and he recently performed this song at a concert in Los Angeles. The song has been used although not sung by him, in Game of Thrones in the episodes The Reigns of Castamere that was Series 3, Episode 9 and it was also used in Series 2, Episode 9, Blackwater because it is a Lannister song and that was a big victory for them and it was a really good episode too. Now, you know what? I want to go back and see that again, because it was such an epic episode. But anyway, about the song, it is set to the music of Ramin Jawadi, who does the music for Game of Thrones. But the lyrics are from GRRM himself. And I've put a link to Serge singing that in the show notes. And on to gaming this week. We've got a bit to talk about, which is unusual because we haven't talked about games for such a long time, but then I am covering the entire breadth of geekdom, so that's hardly surprising. First, Mad cats the console peripherals maker, closed on Thursday the 30th of March. They had a reputation for cheap and cheerful in inverted commas, gear. Actually, I have a Rock Band 3 kitar that really isn't so terrible, and I use that as a computer MIDI controller for VSTs, Virtual Studio Technology plugins, so I can play lots of different instruments on a very geeky kitar strapped around my neck, a bit like a guitar. Very, very nerdy. Next, Resd, The cut down EGX convention focusing on indie games was held from Thursday the 30th of March to Saturday the 1st of April. So that's just gone, and that was held at Tobacco Dock in London. I've put a link in the show notes so you can see what happened during that convention. Now, I said it's a cut-down EGX. It's run by the same people, but EGX itself, the great big UK game con, will be held just before my birthday, so 21st to the 24th of September 2017 at the NEC in Birmingham, so I'm guessing... Hopefully, because you know how fast these tickets sell out, that there are some tickets still available. But I'm not sure. Now, if you're interested in other UK game conventions, I've put a link in the show notes that should bring up all of them. Okay, next, Adventure Game Studio. Like my past fiddles with Twine, the interactive fiction development kit, and Lua, L-U-A, with Love 2D, the 2D games SDK, I'm now tinkering with AGS, Adventure Game Studio. This is a free SDK for the development of point-and-click games, Why am I doing this? Well, it's largely been brought on by the recent release of retro point and click game Thimbleweed Park, the development of which I have been following through the company's eponymous podcast. All I have to say is I really wish I had more time. And that's it for the gaming section now and straight on to technology. There's quite a lot of news again. Some of it's already been covered by the other media, but I'm just getting around to it now. First of all, there is a new Samsung Galaxy S phone, the S8 and the S8 Plus. All I have to say is that it is nice and fast and big screen. The S8 has a 5.8-inch screen and, of course, it won't blow up, but it is expensive. It comes with Bixby, which is a new Siri-type assistant from Samsung developed by the Viv people who also developed Siri. From what I've heard, it is a fairly basic assistant. Now, the S8 Plus has a bigger 6.2-inch screen, so it really is a phablet, and, not surprisingly, has a bigger battery, but again, non-exploding. Apple have also updated their line. There is now an iPhone 7 and iPhone 7 Plus available in a very bright shade of red. Other than that, it is a bog-standard iPhone 7 or iPhone 7 Plus. They have released the phone in support of HIV charities to which an unknown proportion of sales revenue will be donated. And honestly, I am bored of phones. I may have mentioned this before, but phones and tablets, for me, have long joined the ranks of PCs and even Macs as sort of boring, ubiquitous tech. I really hope that some newfangled piece of tech comes out to replace these devices, because I do love gadgets, and I'd love for there to be something for me to waffle on about excitedly in this podcast. Do you know what I miss? Talking about tech that I really like. The incredibly easily broken Palm Pilot. It was so great to play with and nice to look at. Can we have something, dare I say it, a little-ish Palm Pilot-ish? I'm using "ish" too often, sorry about that. No, and not a Samsung Note whatever series, but something with graffiti text recognition. And please do not tweet me. I do know that you can have graffiti on Android, but it really is pretty rough, and it's not the same experience. But other than that, come on, new magic tech. Okay, next, there is a new iPad. Basically, the... 9.7-inch screen iPad 3 with a better CPU. Although I say iPad 3, but Apple, in their wisdom, decided not to use the number 3 and instead just decided to call it iPad. A bit like, <laughs> what's that guy in that movie? Oh, it's like all my anecdotes. I've got so many that I can't even remember the reference now. Oh, was it Blue Steel? Oh, what was it? Hold on. No, Blue Steel was a pose. The film was Zoolander. Do you remember there was that fashion designer played by, I think, Will Farrell called Mugato? And that's simply what he was known as Mugato. So now we have the Apple Mugato. Oh, sorry. No, the Apple. Well, not even the Apple now. It's so amazingly ubiquitous and well-known, it's now only to be known as iPad. Yeah, no the either. Which brings the new iPad, sorry, iPad, not the, new iPad product line range into the same sphere of naming conventions as CIA or CIA. KGB or FSB. You can still get an unchanged iPad mini or an iPad Pro in two sizes, but their starting prices are actually more. My advice, if you want a tablet and don't mind Android, is to have a look at the much, much cheaper by half NVIDIA SHIELD K1. It is older, but it is ferociously fast and has an amazing screen. Although it is a bit boring to look at and doesn't have the cachet of Apple, but then it is about £170. Okay, next. (laughs) This is actually in the title of this podcast. Cody scorns my netbook. Cody, that is the open source media player that you can install on lots of different platforms or as part of the open elec distribution. Now I installed the Windows version on my netbook. It was a slightly older version because my netbook is still running Windows 7. And I found that it did work, but it stuttered badly. The resolution was frankly horrible compared to VLC. And on-demand TV plugins were terrible. I tried iPlayer and it was a frustrating and irritating experience. Now that sounds pretty negative, but I know that I could have probably tweaked the settings, but the way Kodi is marketed, if that's the right word for open source software, is that it's supposed to be easy enough for beginners. And I'm not a beginner, so I could have probably figured out how to make it play smoothly. But I just lost my patience, and because I know my way around VLC, I didn't go any further than that. Actually, on that subject, VLC has a remote control. And the reason I'm mentioning this is that Kodi also had a remote control app that you can put on your phone, and I was impressed by that, which made me think maybe I should try the VLC remote control app. And I have got it now on my Android phone. So I'll try that at some stage and tell you what I thought of it. I also know that there are ways of getting iPlayer to work in VLC. Although I haven't got that much time to invest in investigating that. But if I get round to doing that, I will tell you about it. Now, although that was... A really negative review of Kodi. It would probably work okay on newer hardware. And lots of people use it without the problems I had. So give it a try if you have newer hardware than my ancient netbook. When I say ancient, I think, when did I buy it? It's only from 2012? Maybe 2011. Wait a minute. That's five years ago. Yeah. Actually, it is pretty ancient. Okay, next. I'm going to confess in this podcast that I'm a digital prepper. (laughs) My long-term plan is to use WordPress.com to archive my words, pictures, and a few documents, and archive.org to archive my podcasts. But there are problems. To start with, WordPress.com only allows you to have 150 items in your RSS feed. I have, including today, 172 podcasts. And more than a 1,000 written articles. So you can see that's going to be a problem because if the WordPress.com RSS feed only serves out the first 150 entries, that's not going to be much good in iTunes. Why do I need iTunes? Well, iTunes and all the other podcast aggregators and apps and... On various devices use this to syndicate your podcast so without it people would have trouble finding and even listening to your podcast bugger there is a solution either a technical or logical one to this but it's Sunday night and there isn't really a rush so I'll get back to you on this and tell you how I eventually solve the problem, and I'm sure I will. The short-term solution is also what I've been talking about over the past few podcasts, and that is getting my podcasts onto YouTube as an interim measure. The byproduct of this is also hopefully I'll get a few more listeners, but as I have been checking my YouTube channel. Frequently, I haven't been getting that many new listeners, so I don't know how wonderful that is. But the problem is, I'm now halfway through this exercise, and I'm too stubborn to stop anyway. But at least it is a temporary way to archive my podcasts. Now, don't get me wrong, I do like having the hosted website and a personal domain, roymartha.com, but I'm thinking of the future and I worry about relying on something that requires monthly payments. And remember, it's not paranoia when it's hypervigilance. Actually, that is it for the podcast. I've run to the bottom of my show notes, but it was substantially longer than the one I released yesterday. So that's good. Nothing for part two this week. As I said before, I'm working on it, working on making the show more interesting, so just bear with me. As usual, you can contact me through the website, through the blog. There is an email form. There are, in fact, multiple ways to get in touch with me and also to subscribe to the podcast via RoyMartha.com, that's R-O-Y-M-A-T-H-U-R.com. I'm also on most social media, but especially Twitter, where I'm at RoyMartha, at R-O-Y-M-A-T-H-U-R. There is a hashtag for the show, which is hashtag Roy's Rocket Radio. Please review the show in iTunes. That helps an immense amount. You can also comment on the blog or email me or tweet me. And that's it for now. This was Roy's Rocket Radio episode 172 recorded on Sunday the 2nd of April 2017 and ending on Monday the 3rd of April. 2017 at 34 minutes past midnight and 10 seconds thank you for listening and bye for now bye